0: welcome to real testaments the messages shared at church of god mission international church for real we trust god that through this message your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world god bless you okay very quickly before we begin the um, finance series i just want to give a little intro The truth is that one of the keys to financial freedom and financial independence is knowledge. Once you have information, you are able to run and act differently. That's the truth. The reason why people have advantages in life is because of the knowledge and the information at their disposal. For example, let me give you a little teaser. There was a young lady I was doing a transaction for and she was on my neck to get that transaction over the line because she has received information from a reliable source in CBN that the exchange rate was going to skyrocket in a few days time. I think then the exchange rate was about 190 and so she wanted that transaction to be pulled off, you know, over the line because it could go as high as 270 you know so how people make money these days for example especially through forest trading when they have such reliable information they are able to you know maybe conserve some dollars and see how they can sell off by the time the thing goes up information is very critical when it comes to when it comes to wealth creation and amount you know and you know trying to to be rich. So this program or this series is put together so that certain people that have gone before you, have done certain things to get money, can teach you. Praise the Lord. They can teach you, and when they teach you, you can apply what is taught. It's not just for you to absorb, but for you to also implement. So I want to crave your indulgence that knowledge is power. It is what you know that will... Distinguish you, that we separate you from your peers. That's the truth. Recently, Forbes released the names of the richest, you know, um, businessmen or richest folks in, 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 in Africa. And the first 10, you, you see interesting names there. Yeah, we all know that Ali Kudangote is still trailing, is still blazing the tracks as far as that is concerned. He's the number one richest man in the world, I mean, in, in, in Africa, sorry in Africa about eleven something billion dollars net worth. And when I saw the information, there was something that was captured there. They put his name there, Alekudangote, and they also mentioned what he does. He's a business mogul with special interest in cement and other confessionaries that he does. Okay? And they mentioned the guy who owns a, you know a Globalcom, Mike Adenuga. And they mentioned the guy who owns um, uh, UA, and he has special interest in, in cement as well. All these guys are doing something, and they are trailing, you know, and making waves in what they are doing because of the type of information that is available at their disposal. God does not want you to be poor. Poverty is not God's will for you. And so that is why we are putting this series together Okay, so I just want you to listen, like I said, because you will receive knowledge. When you will implement, it will go further and transform your life. Thank you very much. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you
1: very much for the opportunity to be here today to talk to us on this. Um, as many of you know me, um, I'm a business person. I have never worked before. So since graduating in maybe 2000, um, unfortunately, I have never tendered my certificate for any salary. So, it has always been on the street, hustle, make the money, and be sure you are comfortable. <laughs> so, um, I'm a Christian, as well as a business person. So, everything that I do, um, and unfortunately, my name is not on that list. I'm hoping my name will be there. So, I'm looking for that opportunity because you know what has put those people on the list? is actually preparedness that means an opportunity. It's not because they're special for any other reason. They don't have two heads. Everybody here has one head, like any of them. So all of us also have the opportunity to have our names on those lists. Maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next year, maybe three years, maybe five years. But the opportunity is there for everybody as it is for them. The issue is, will you take advantage of that opportunity? So let me start with this. First um, Peter 4, 10 to 11. It says, as each received a gift, use it to serve one another, as good stewards of God, of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracle, as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Okay, please, if you have questions, there will be papers passed around. Please um, write it down. We might not be able to take the questions today. We'll take the questions at the end of the series. So, um, two things come to mind for everybody. Whether you work for somebody or you work for yourself, there are two things for me that are most important. Value. 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 What value do you bring to the table as a person? Because the truth is, everything that stands us out or that makes us different is the value that we bring, which is why somebody is working with Total and somebody else is doing security man work, because they both bring different values to the table, and those values that we bring to the table is what we exchange for money. So otherwise, God would have made sure that when we were born, we're all born with money, so that you have enough money for the rest of your life. But he didn't make it that way because he knew that you had to earn the money. So whether we're Christians, whether we're not Christians, whether we whatever we are, there are basic principles that apply to everybody and that helps everybody in this life. One of them, integrity. So if for any reason you decide you're going to work for somebody or you're going to work for yourself, you have to have integrity that is one thing that will stand you out whatever you do, in whatever area of life. Because even to be promoted at the office, many of us will come and be praying, 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 praying. If the man who doesn't know God is doing better than you at the office, you can pray from now till eternity. You will not get that promotion before him. You will never get it before him. Because if everything he does is excellent, everything he brings to the table speaks, you know, perfection, and you can't put that on the table and you're calling God, you're just disturbing God for nothing. Because you need to get yourself to that level where you also put something on the table so that the difference between you and that man is, I check his quality of work, it is okay. I check the excellence with which he delivers it, it is okay. I check your own, it is okay. Let the difference be the God factor that is in you and not the fact that you don't have it, but you want God to do it. Um, The truth being that miracles don't happen every day. If miracles happen every day, there will be no need for hospitals. Because all of us will go to the hospital and heal everybody. And they will all go home. And then doctors will not have a job. But there's a reason why there's, there are hospitals. Because everybody will not get that miracle at the time that you want it. So, you know, we also have to learn that even as people of the world hustle for their own things, we, as Christians, have to have a better standard and a better value that we bring for anybody to give us anything. So, like we were saying in the second service the other day, um, if I'm going to run a business, there are a few things I expect from myself as an individual before I begin to think about starting up a business or even working for anybody because the principles are actually the same. Every organization in this life, as far as I am concerned, is a business entity. It's a business entity because everybody exchanges something for value. There's nowhere that is not a business. That we gathered here, unfortunately, I will not say the church is a business, but the truth is. It's not a business, but it's the business of God. It is the business of God. It is not the business of the world. All we're doing here is the business of God. Which means we're feeding souls. We're trying to grow people. We're trying to encourage them and show them how God is, how God is love, how God is everything. Because when we bring you in and we start to teach you that, oh, God made the world. Imagine you're a small child, and he begins to ask you, oh, who is God? Where is God? Who made God? My son asked me that recently. Who created God? And I was like, hmm, God created himself. But the truth is, when you begin to groom that child and you begin to teach him, what you are doing is you are investing in that child. Because tomorrow you expect value from that child. That investment that you are are putting in, you expect value from it. There's nobody who trains a child. And tomorrow the child says, you're not my parent, I will be happy. We all want value. So even in church... It's the business of God we are doing. Whether you work with an NGO, whether you work with government, whether you work with anywhere you like to call it, you earn a salary. If you don't earn money, you won't be there. Which means there's something you are bringing that you are exchanging for the value of the money that you get back. So that is your value. And the, one other value that will stand you out again is integrity. Integrity it's very common to say, oh, I have integrity. But the truth is you are not the one who should tell yourself that you have integrity. If you, if you are the one who is confirming to yourself that you have integrity, even Jesus didn't confirm himself as a Christ. He was already confirmed and other people confirmed him as a Christ. So if you are the one who is telling yourself that you have integrity, there's a problem. You need to check it again because that integrity might just be personal to you. Because it is when somebody else says that you have integrity and can confirm to a third party who does not know you at all, that's when you begin to tell yourself that I have integrity. So whether you work for anybody, you run your own business, you need to have integrity. Integrity means when you say yes, it means yes. When you say no, it means no. Even the Bible says that you should not judge with an unfair measure. That you should not have two kinds of measure. You should not have one for the fair one and one for the good one. Everything you do, if I'm saying, for instance, I'm selling Coke, all of us drink Coke here, for instance. Let's take Coke as an example. We all drink Coke. And we know that it doesn't matter how many bottles of Coke you buy today. You get the 30 CL or you get 50 CL. If it is short, it can't be by much. So many of us here will buy Coke and close our eyes and drink it and know that there's nothing wrong with it. But imagine that um, there's somebody along this road that is making their own Coke, and they call it maybe Obuka, Obuka, Obuka Cola. When, when you buy it, you are going to pray over it. <laughs> and that prayer is not small prayer. Because you will pray so that you will not die when you drink it. You are taking a risk, and that risk will affect you, because you don't know what's inside. You don't know where you will end up. Holy Spirit is no good saving for that one, because once you've taken it in, it's inside. You can pray. Pray all the prayer that you like. It won't change it. So, if that person is selling that obuka along this road, when me and you go to buy it, we are going to turn it in the glass. We are going to bring a sieve and put it under and pour it so that if anything is inside, let the sieve hold it. Then we are going to raise the glass and look at the glass very well and say, okay, it's safe for drinking before we drink it. And, okay, it's like the Biggie. Biggie, if anybody knows the Biggie Cola, good. Biggie Cola was a new drink. When it came first, it came with plenty caution when people were drinking it. So you wouldn't see it at many places. But all of a sudden, because of their consistency, and they remained in the markets, they kept delivering the same thing. Now, I am seeing Biggie Cola and Coca-Cola and Pepsi Cola in shops on the same shelf. This would never have happened previously. So if you and me decide that we're Christians, what we want to do, the way I'm seeing Pepsi, Coke, and Biggie on the shelf, you and I are like the Biggie owner. Who is trying to start up himself? Because when they put a dangote, they put an dollar, they put an adenuga. Will anybody be willing to put you on the same stand as these people? One of the reasons we are calling these people's names today is because of integrity. They have integrity. They are arrogant, yes. But in the most of it, they have integrity. It means for you and I, when we pay them for a service we are sure that the service we will get from them is the same today, tomorrow, next tomorrow, and in 10 years' time. So that consistency in delivering the same thing is what builds your integrity. So when you begin to do, like um, Mrs. Uywangu, who sells food for who makes food, for instance, if every Sunday we come here and we eat that second service food, the taste is different. Today is too much salt. Next tomorrow, too much pepper. Next tomorrow, too much crayfish. The other day, uh, maybe too much uh, sand. Maybe sand inside the rice. You know that when a Sunday will come when she will bring that food and nobody's going to taste it because it's not consistent. But the reason why we are still eating that food, why me too, I be asked for the food. I say, give me my own quick, quick. It's because it is consistent. It is consistent, and that's what all of us should have as individuals, as people. You should be consistent so that when I come to you today, the word you give to me today, if I ask you a question today and you give me an answer, if I come tomorrow and ask you the same question, all things being equal, will you give me the same answer? If I come to you next week ask you the same question, would you give me the same answer, or would it be different? So that if you come to me for instance and say, Oh, Patrick, I know you do um, branding, Um, I want to brand a t-shirt. I want to put my logo here. And today, I put the logo here. Tomorrow, you bring the same shirt, and you send somebody else. I say, oh, send it to Patrick. He will do it for you. And then the person brings it, and I put the logo here. Then uh, another person comes again. I said, ah, I saw that shirt you made for this person. I like it. I want to put a logo on it, and I put the logo here. You know that that person that referred those people has become bad business. You, that is referring them to me. You have become bad business for those people that you refer to me. Because they will also look at you and classify you by the value of what I have rendered to them. So even you that is referring them to me, you are at risk. Which is why you cannot confirm yourself, you cannot confirm your own integrity by yourself. It is by what you do and by what other people see about you. There is goodwill. Goodwill is an intangible asset in any business. Unfortunately, all of us are businesses, whether we like it or not. Every one of us is a business venture. Because you know why? Your parents have invested in you. Your community have invested in you. Your husband, your wife, your children have invested in you. If you do not render the value of that investment to them, there's a problem. That's why some people are called failures. They're not called failures because they didn't try. They're not called failures because opportunity didn't come to them. It's that when the opportunities came, some people don't take it. And they're not ready to take it. But the truth is those opportunities come to us every day. How prepared and how ready we are will differentiate us from the next man. That's why Dangote is different. That's why Otelala is different. That's why when we mention these names, we know them as household names. Will your own name become a household name? So Goodwill in business is that part of the business that says that I can be in the U.S. and take Coke. And it is the same Coke in Nigeria. Sometimes when I go to the U.K., we buy Milo from here and we take the Milo to the U.K. Because the Milo they drink in the U.K. is different from the Milo we drink in Nigeria. But everybody who is in the U.K. who left from Nigeria to go to the U.K. knows that the Milo is different. The people in the U.K. do not know that the Milo is different. So it is us who are going from Nigeria that know that um, the Milo we are drinking in Nigeria is different from the Milo they are drinking in the U.K. So when I'm going to the U.K. and I want to drink Milo, I will pack my Milo inside my box and go with it to the U.K the stouts they drink in the UK, Guinness, is different from the Guinness we drink in Nigeria. You know, so there are many other things that are different like that. No, not because I'm drinking, but if you... No, <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I, I don't drink this, but the truth is, you have to know, you, if you're a business person, you have to look for opportunities. And in looking for opportunities, you have to know what the differences are between where I am and where I am going to. If you do not know, you can't even get there. Because it simply means that if you do not know that the Third Mainland Bridge exists, you will go and be follow, You will be trekking. You will go through Suleri. Meanwhile, your house is just by the tip of the Third Mainland Bridge. But you don't know that it exists. You don't know that there's a difference between following Third Mainland Bridge and following Suleri. Because you were born in Suleri, you now move to the tip of Third Mainland Bridge. You decide that when you want to come to the mainland, or island, you will still go to Suleri, rather than following the bridge. So that's why that example, so let's not take it any, uh, any further than that, you know. <laughs> Okay, so, um, when you decide to be an entrepreneur, you decide to do business for yourself. There are many things you need to ask yourself. These are questions I've asked myself over and over and over again. Fortunately for me, um, I have started up many businesses and I have seen them grow. And I have continued to do the same thing. I know that one day will come, I will not be able to do it anymore. It is strength and energy that will help you. So... One thing you need to ask yourself first is why do I want to go into business? Even when you go to work, it's the same question you ask yourself. Why am I looking for a job? Why? Many people look for jobs because they just want to earn an income. Some other people are working in the places that are perfect for them. So for them, those places, they will remain there until they retire. The engineer who gets a job at Shell will not be looking for a business to do. He's going to face that work. It is an international business that he's running. And he's getting good money for that business. So you and I who will set up a small shop along the road and say, Oh, I have my time as free. Uh, I can make my own decisions. You still won't end as much as he will end at his own place. So he has job satisfaction. He has job security. He has many other things that you and I who are looking for businesses are looking for. So the question is, why do you want to start a business? Is it because you want to earn more money? Is it because you want free time? Is it because somebody has made you angry at the place where you are working and you feel, oh, I can't work anymore, let me just go? Is it because of interest? Is it because of desire? There are many things that push us to do whatever we are going to do. So whether you work for somebody, whether you work for yourself, the conditions are still the same. Everything that I've just mentioned, integrity, uh, value, business, you will put it on the table. Because when they do an interview for you, the reason why they picked you at that job is because they did interviews for 20 people or 30 people. And for, a, for some reason, you happen to know the correct answers to those questions that they were asking until you got to the last level and then you got the job. It's not because you were the best. The person who gets the job is never the best person to get the job. Because sometimes the best person to get the job doesn't have the right answers for the questions that you are going to ask to qualify him to get that job but the only person who will get the correct job is you, if you are the one who is testing yourself. So that even if other people deceive you and tell you lies about yourself, you can't lie to yourself. You know. For instance, I want to start a business. I'm going to sit down first and do an evaluation. There's something called a SWOT analysis. strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to ask myself, where are my strengths? Me, my strength is in Grigiri. I can force my way to do it. And I can force myself to get a result from an item. So you, where is your own strength? Because that your strength is the most important thing you have. It gives you a comparative advantage over any other person. So if I can stay up and cook in the middle of the night, and I can wake up at 3 a.m. and start cooking, if the other person who is cooking, who is my competition... Cannot wake up at 3 a.m. It means I can deliver my food at 7 a.m. People will be at that person's shop at 10 a.m. They're waiting for that person to deliver food. Whose food is good to sell first? My food. Because I came out early. So that for me is a strength. It's a good strength for me because it means I I know where my particular power is. Opportunities. I want to sell food. Will like I go and sell food on Togmelan Bridge. There's nobody that's going to stop and buy my food on Togmelan Bridge. It depends on what kind of food I'm selling. If I'm selling, for instance, say, okay, let me do this example, very bad example. Though. But if I were in India or a Nigerian who goes to India and I was selling meat here in Lagos, I was killing cow and, you know, doing street and everything with it. If I go to India, will, they will kill me because if I kill the cow, they will kill me. So you're going to look at the places. If, for instance, you're a Benin person and you're staying inside Munshin, you can't come and be selling uh, Benin food for them. Neither can you sell Urubu food. You cannot sell anything that the people will not eat. If you sell anything that is not Amala, you're on your own. Because you eat your food alone. So those are opportunities. So you're looking at the places where it's going to pay me the most if I'm going to do this business. So, I wanted to, if, if, for instance, we're going to do our round table, for instance, there's an opportunity. We have said, oh, we're going to invite 600 people to come to this place. And they're going to come here, and they will, sit, they will sit down. And they're going to be here from 9 till 2 o'clock, for instance. I see an opportunity there already. Because it means these people are going to come. They're going to drink water. They're going to chop food. They're going to require, you know, refreshments. So I can sell food, I can sell ice cream. That's why everywhere you see events going on, all those people who carry bicycle and are selling ice cream, you see them present. All those women who carry drinks on their head, you see them present because they are able to discern the opportunities. Many of us will not. Some of us will sit down here and say, oh, I don't have a job, I don't have anything I'm doing. When that day comes, you'll be sleeping at home. If you made food and you brought the food here and you were selling that food and it tasted nice, you will sell that food on that day. But you know, you're going to sit down at home and say, ah, eh, I don't have anything now. There's nobody to help me. It's a big lie. In fact, one big lie about this whole life that we live in is that everybody needs money to start something. That's the biggest lie. Nobody needs any money to start anything. In fact, um, this life started by trade by batter. Trade by butter. That was a major means of exchange in the medieval days for value. The reason why money came into place is that if we're doing trade by battery, I am a farmer. I farm yams. You are a builder. You build houses. After a while, when you want to build my house, how many yams will I give to you to be able to come and build me a house? For instance, say yam is 1,000. The house you are going to build for me is 300,000. Will I give you 300,000 worth of yams to build me the house? What would you do with it? That was how primarily... Money was value was exchanged in the past. So it was because that value didn't work anymore that we now came up with, okay, let us begin to exchange coins and put value on these coins or on this item and say, this is now money. So this thing is now worth 10 of your yams. This one is now worth two meats. This one is now worth one bag of gari. That's how people started exchanging value for money. So money did not, we didn't start this whole life with money. Which means that if you wanted to start a business or you wanted to run it for yourself, you don't need money to start. You need an idea. You need an idea. And that idea is an idea that works for you. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter what idea you have. 200 people have the same ideas. So you sleep, you wake up. You sleep, you wake up. As you are sleeping and waking up every day, some other people are getting the same exact ideas so when you are slacking and you're not implementing those ideas somebody else starts it up tomorrow if any of us here have ever thought about it you would have seen something that you have thought of that you have dreamt of that you have designed in your head and in your brain and you see somebody else doing exactly the same thing and then you look at them like ah, how did this person this is the same thing i have because you are sleeping on it so when the idea comes it doesn't come to only you it goes to many people and everybody else is thinking, how am I going to start this whole thing? So the more you delay, the more you just be seeing that thing replicated. One day you will not be working there. They will not employ you to come and work in that place that was supposed to be your dream. Which is not uh, very okay for any of us. So for business owners... Um, you'll ask, that's what analysis, um, strengths, opportunities. So you also calculate your weaknesses, for instance. If I were a very thin person and I didn't have any power, the kind of business I would want to do would be different from somebody who is selling minerals, or who is selling rice, or who is selling gari, or who is selling wood. Because those businesses require that the owner of the business has strength. I'll be carrying crates of coke. If I don't get power to the character of Coke, I no not do Coke business. Because when you start every business, you are your first employee. You can't start the business employing people immediately you start. So if you cannot tell yourself that I can do it, you can't encourage any other person to do it. Because when you hire staff, what you are simply doing is the staff is, is, um, is benefiting from the strength and the encouragement that you produce from the business. So, if you can't show the staff that you can do it, why are you asking the staff to go and do it? So, anything you cannot do by yourself, it's going to be very difficult to ask another person to do because they're going to hold you hostage. The day that you need them the most, that's the day they're going to hold you to ransom and tell you that today, if you don't pay me two million naira, I don't want this work not to go anywhere. And maybe that's the, that's the breakthrough you have been waiting for on that day. So, what do you then do? So, you also look at your weaknesses and be sincere with yourself and tell yourself the gospel truth about yourself. I am weak in this area. Some people don't know how to hold money. Some people can't hold money. I don't know how to hold cash. So, you can never catch me with cash. Because if you ask me for money and I have money, I will give you. If I don't have, I will tell you I don't have. But the problem for me is I don't want you to catch me with cash. Because if I have the cash, I will spend it. And many other people have the same problem too. So, for me, as soon as I get money, I reinvest it back. But, you know, there's a whole lot. So you look at your weaknesses. Look at your threats. The threats are, who else is doing this business? So I decide I want to be selling coke or food along Anifu Wishi. This is our street now. There's one woman who sells food just down the road. Um, If you go into the other road, there are people who sell food. There's somebody who sells food at the junction here, just opposite us. So if I decide I want to sell food and I come to this street and I want to sell food, my threats are those other people who already sell food. So the question I'm going to be asking myself is, when I come in here, what am I going to do that is different from what those people are already doing? How am I going to serve this community differently and add a different kind of value that will force you to leave that woman, even though she's your sister, and come and buy my food? So you will need to look at all of these, your strengths, your opportunities. You need to compare them and see, okay, because what it does for you is, if you are going to go into a business, you see what your threats what your are already doing. So Coca-Cola and 7-Up, for instance, if Coca-Cola measures that threat, in the East, what sells the most is 7-Up and Pepsi. Pepsi and 7-Up in the East. It used to be Gold Spot, Limca, not Coke. Coke was not selling anywhere in the East. So what is Coke doing to enter the East. They're trying everything, but those people, they don't hold ground, they don't break bottle for ground. They hold our way. So it's, quite, it's going to be difficult for Coke, for instance, now, to overshadow them there. The same way it would be difficult for 7up and Pepsi to overshadow Coke in Lagos. So all of them would have looked at it, okay, what do I need to do in Enugu to gain the market share and kick 7up off the market? I, I can assure you that even when I was in school, we studied it. And Coke has been doing something since that time. Unfortunately, there's something that the, East, that the people in the East like about Pepsi and 7-Up that Coke has not been able to remove. So they need to go and remove it from their blood Why did they burn them. <laughs> they need to go to the hospital and begin to remove it and inject Coke. in. But it's just not happening. So if you're a business and somebody else is already doing what you want to do, look at what that person is doing and look for how to add value. And then for every business person, you must be able to listen first. Because if you are the only one speaking first, you will never get a feedback. So if, I, if she gives me food, for instance, and the food is not good or is not tasty, what I want to do is give her feedback. If she's a proud person and won't take my feedback, it means that business is dead on arrival. Because that feedback will make or break you. If I give a feedback and say, oh, there's salt, oh, the salt, but I say plenty... And she goes back home and she measures the rice and begins to measure the salt for every bag of rice and put it in. It means that when I eat her rice tomorrow, the consistency will be there. Her integrity will begin to grow. The value of what she's bringing will grow. Goodwill will continue to come in. Every other thing that comes in as a business person, even at your office, is the same thing. If you work, it's the same thing. Because when you begin to improve on the level of work that you deliver, your employer sees it even if your employer doesn't see it, every other person sees it. And they know. So when they're looking for somebody, I say, oh, eh, we need somebody who can deliver this job like tomorrow, tomorrow. There's somebody in your office that even if you think about it now, that you will call the person and say, oh, call this guy, he will do it for you now, now. Then there's somebody that they will say, we need it perfect. We have two years. They will say, ah, oh, there's somebody who can do it too. He will do you a perfect job, but he can't give it to you now. So but for business people, we're looking for results now and not in the future. So when you do whatever you are doing, you are doing it so that today, tomorrow, I want to see an improvement, I want to see a change in what I do. You you, you need to ask yourself, what skills do I have? I can't want to go and sew clothes and I studied banking and finance. If I want to be a tailor and I studied banking and finance, the person who went to school to go and study fashion and design has an edge over me already. It means I'm going to do a lot more work to be able to meet up to that person's level first. I need to do the study that that person has done. Then get to up to that person's level. And then bring in more creativity than that person is bringing in to what they are doing. Because like I asked them in second service, if I want to be a news broadcaster, I will employ a mass communication graduate first before I employ an engineer. Why? Simple. My cost of training is dropped. Even if the engineer speaks English like he's going to die with it, and the mass compass doesn't speak it that way my cost of training has dropped my time on the job has also dropped the training the amount of training i need to do on the job will also drop because that person already has the basic information i need to get my job going so you also need to ask yourself what this is this is part of what you bring to the table what do i as a person bring to the table because if you don't bring anything to the table you don't deserve to get anything off the table It's the gospel truth. You don't deserve to get anything off the table. You need to bring, you must bring something. You must bring value. So, you know, hopefully, everyone who wants to do business will be able to evaluate themselves. Look at yourself. Ask yourself these questions. If you sincerely answer them, it will help with a direction for where you are going to. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much.
0: This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real, influence your world.